So today is the 26th of April, 2022. So in this practice, and something that's very important, something that we need to do a lot, to develop a lot, um, is our mindfulness. Because when we develop this a lot, do this a lot, um, then it gives rise uh, to wisdom. And some is very important. And the more we have of mindfulness, the better. With regards to samadhi, in bringing the mind to peace, and that if that's peace on the level of jhanas, these absorptions, the first jhana, second, third, fourth, or maybe all the way up to the eighth jhana. It's possible that we just stay in that state and we don't come back to contemplate into the nature of physical and mental things, and seeing how they're inconstant and stressful and not self. And if we don't reflect upon them, then we won't be able to see the Dhamma, to attain to the Dhamma. We may just get attached to these Brahma realms, the uh, Brahma realm of form and formless Brahma realms. But with right samadhi, a samma samadhi, the correct establishment of the mind, it's not for the sake of just getting absorbed in these jhana states, but rather it's for developing the mind so that it gains wisdom. So this practice that we do each and every day, it's very important. And these sankharas, sankharas being something that is conditioned, it has causes and conditions which bring it about, there's material sankharas and mental sankharas. And if we don't train, if our mindfulness isn't complete, then we'll always be lost in these. So right from the moment that we wake up and all throughout the day, then we experience these. There's things that come in through our sense organs, through our eyes and ears and nose and tongue and body and mind, which are the various sights and sounds and odors, tastes, tactile sensations, and then the thoughts, emotions. And when these meet, then there's pasa, there's this contact, and then there's a feeling of self that arises. If there's contact that happens once, then there's a feeling of self that arises once. So this happens throughout the entire day, this feeling of self there. Maybe there's a feeling of liking something, of disliking things. And if we don't train, then we'll always be running around like this in the world. And even though we may have things in our life, a lot or a little, of gain and status and praise and pleasure. 
and how much or little we have of those depends upon uh, the causes that we've put in in the past, nabharami. But no matter the case, these what the case is, these things have their pairs as well. These worldly winds have their opposites. And so there's also loss, and there's disrepute and censure, and there's pain. And if we don't train our minds, then when these worldly dhammas arise in the heart, there's no mindfulness there, we won't be able to prevent suffering from appearing. And we'll be spun around in the cycle of samsara. So we can see samsara just in terms of this present life as well. From the period when we wake up to when we go to sleep, you can see that as being a life, that is samsara. And we just carry on like this, waking up and then going to sleep, waking up, until these bodies break apart. And then our minds have to get spun around again. They get born into another form again. And then we die again, and this goes on um, countless times. In this lifetime, however, we've met with the Dhamma. We've met with this path of practice, of virtue, collectedness, and wisdom. And we have faith and effort as well. And so we set our hearts on it. We put our efforts in meditating, developing samadhi. And this is something that is important. Because we are able to be freed from suffering due to our efforts. And it doesn't matter whether it's to do with occupations or study or meditation. And that success requires effort. So we put effort into abandoning the things that should be abandoned. Effort into developing that which should be developed. But if we don't have sincerity in this, if our efforts are slack, and then the defilements will come and attack us, and we won't really know what's going on. And sometimes we do have effort, but we also need to bring up forbearance as well, as kanti. And forbearance is the highest dharma which burns out the defilements. But sometimes, even though we're meditating, even though we're developing and training mindfulness, uh, but there are feelings of dislike that arise. We can't do much about them. Our samadhi isn't yet there. Wisdom hasn't arisen yet. Perhaps people come and say things that we don't like. They shout at us or scold us or abuse us. And we think that they have aversion towards me. They're shouting at me. They've got ill will towards me. And there are these feelings that arise. That this person, he doesn't like me. And she doesn't like me. And so suffering arises. Anger comes up. Ill will comes up. The mind becomes gloomy and sad. And in this case, we need to forbear first. And we just carry on with our practice, carry on training, until our minds gain some degree of samadhi. And then with that, the amount of ill will, the amount of anger that we feel, should reduce some. 
And so we just carry on doing that, consistently practicing like this, and in the end, wisdom will arise, and we'll be able to see clearly, be able to reflect, well, who is it that is angry? Who is it that has ill will? And all these things are just conventions. And where is this me? Where am I? Everything is a convention. A monk is a convention. A lay person is a convention. A novice is just something we suppose into being. And that's it. But it's these deluded minds of ours that attach to these things as being me. And so suffering arises. So may we all practice each day for the sake of the development of wisdom, the arising of panya, trying to have generosity, trying to be virtuous, and setting our hearts on this, and not becoming discouraged, not retreating. And some people, as they carry on with the practice, then they run out of energy, or their faith just disappears. And why is that? It's because they don't yet know clearly, they don't yet see into reality. But if we train until the point that some peace arises, then faith will come along with that. Our energy will grow and will fill up our hearts. And so we should try to reach this, we should try to practice like this and not be heedless. It's something that monks should reflect upon consistently, is that I am no longer living according to worldly aims and values, and that my life depends upon others, the gifts of others, and that now, having ordained, I am in a different class or a different caste from others. I am one of the children of the Sakyan. And so we have sacrificed the ways of the world, sacrificed, given up the things that we like, whether those are people that we like, material things, or comfort and ease. And because we see that there isn't much value to these things. And what we want instead is to train these minds to practice, because we see that that has greater value. There are people who spend their time trying to find wealth in the world. And they may get a lot of that. But that wealth also has to go away. They have to be separated from that. So there was a time when the Buddha taught some young men. And they had been in the forest and someone had stolen their possessions, stolen their valuables. So when they were trying to find the thief, they came across the Buddha instead. And he asked them, well, what would be better, to find these valuables or to find yourself? Wouldn't it be better to seek out yourself? And so they listened to the Buddha and his teachings, and they followed those teachings and eventually attained to arahanship. Because no one had ever said this to them before. No one had ever told them to find themselves. All they'd heard is encouragements to go seeking for things outside. 
And that's what they'd spend their lives doing. That's what they'd been told was the best thing to do. But we seek out our hearts. We seek out ourselves for the sake of knowledge arising within these hearts. And so that this Buddha, this inner nature of awakening can appear. And this is very important. So as monastics, we should contemplate that right now we have a very good opportunity. We've ordained, we have this chance to practice. And so we should use that in practice. And this word for monk, uh, pra, it can also mean that which is kind of high or that which is exalted or noble. And so it's possible for lay people to reach this as well. And for the lay people who practice, then they're also monks, they're also exalted. And you sit in meditation, and then the mind reaches kind of a higher state, an exalted state. If there's forbearance there within the heart, if there's mindfulness there, if there's wisdom, then the mind is in an exalted state. And it's a different state from just the average person, from a putujana, one thick with defilements, and that the mind has turned into a beautiful mind. So the development of the mind from that which is thick with defilements into a good and beautiful mind, and we do that, and we carry on past that as well, until we see into the nature of physical and mental things, how they're anicca, dukkha, anatta, and then the mind transcends the world, becomes lokutara, and here turns into a noble mind. So as meditation monks, we need to have our meditation objects with us. You see how the study monks well, they need to study. But the purpose of that study is for practice. That we know these things, we learn things, but then we put them down and we come to practice. We study sila, virtue, what's that like? What's samadhi like? What's wisdom like? And then once we know this, we put it into practice so that we see clearly, so that we see the Dharma that should be seen and so that we know the Dhamma, which should be known. So really try to do this. And even though it may be tough, we use this life to practice, because we see how our lives are not sure. They're really uncertain, aren't they? They will be separated from the things that we love. And that separation is something that's just normal for us. So be heedful, because we don't know when we're going to meet with old age, sickness, and death. We don't know when that's going to happen. So may we all set our hearts on contemplating, on doing walking meditation, sitting meditation. Do this a lot, each and every one of you. And this holds for the laity as well. May you really be firm in this, developing mindfulness a lot, having some pajanya, this clear awareness, looking over the mind and contemplating into the body and feelings and the mind and dhamma and seeing them as just being body, feelings, mind and dhamma. And when this reaches a state of completion, 
when everything's just right, then you'll see the Dhamma, attain to the Dhamma. And so may you all set your hearts in this, and may all of you grow in blessings.